Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Tree.org. From the Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two. Of Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in Northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the Capital City. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501 562 2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Good afternoon, Trey. Okay. I don't think... I don't have... I wonder what their viewing time was today, Randy, because yesterday he had to be on at 4.30 because the viewing time was 5. Today's Tuesday, so it might be similar. Okay, let me see here. I never heard from him today, so let me go... Uh, here it is. Media availability. Yeah, okay. And it says Tuesday. Practice viewing at 4.30. Okay. Okay. I bet we'll get him here. But I would think we'll be able to hear from him in a matter of moments. Yeah. So I'll bet I have not received a text from him saying that uh, he's running late or anything such as that. So I'll double check that to be sure. No. Okay. So we'll make it work. However we had to do it, we'll make it work. So... Exactly right. Today's Tuesday's practice. It's the last time. Isn't that amazing that that's the last media availability? Hello? Hey, there, there he is. is. There he is. You know, I was just saying, Trey, well, it's amazing. Tuesday's your last media availability. And again, I know I'm an old timer, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking. It's not t- Tuesday's not the last media availability. What? For watching practice, it is, isn't it? Oh, for watching practice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah, thought you, you meant could, no, overall. No, you, yeah. you get Sam Wednesday. I, I get that, and you can listen mm-hmm. to his radio show. But for watching practice, that's it. And I know I'm, I am i don't want to show my age. I do it frequently. But <laughs> in the old days, even Thursday after practice, you could interview players. You could do all those kind mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And everybody watched yeah. practice. So it's just a whole new game, isn't it? Yeah. I'm. You know, to be honest with you, though, Rick, in you like it today's way? age, because it's not that I like it because I would love to be able to watch practice, but just with all the other responsibilities that you have, because, I mean, uh, back then, too, like, I could interview a recruit and hold the story for a couple of few days, yeah. you know, until we had a good time to run it. And now you have to run it immediately, oh, you right know. Yeah. Or the just the demands with social media and just how quick everybody wants everything, I don't know that... I don't know where I would squeeze in <laughs> practice every single day, but I can remember that too. I mean, I, I remember just we'd go to practice and watch the whole thing, and then at the end of it, uh, sports information people would ask us who we wanted to interview, mm-hmm. and we'd give them a list of a few people, and we'd have a one-on-one private interview with them if we wanted. And my story that I would write wouldn't be the same story that you know anybody else would. Ha- you know, they wouldn't have that information. Now it's just like. You know, if I spend all day watching video and, you know, breaking down, doing research and stuff, the information that I've worked so hard to to find, I have to ask that question in front of everybody. And so everybody else lashes onto it, you know. And so it's it's kind of made – that's the side of it that that I dislike the most. But with everything that's changed this day and age – I don't know if I would have time to sit at practice all day, or I would have to 
to not do the other stuff, I guess. So it's kind of you know, a double-edged deal. But and, and I know he's obviously limited in what he can do now, Nate Allen, because of the uh, yeah. sufferings he's gone through. But, again, back in the old days, what also would happen would be <laughs> after everybody was done, Nate might notice something that nobody else noticed, and he would go ask a coach and get it. And the next day he had it, and nobody else did. So mm-hmm. just to what you're saying, you can't do that anymore because you're, everybody's around when you ask a question. So it's just a little different. But it's okay. Right. The game I mean, is still enjoyable, and that's fine. I turn on you know, TV. I turn the news on, and they have, I feel like every single time they have a clip from Sam Pittman talking, and it's, you know, it's a question that I asked. <laughs> and it's like, let's You're go doing good I, mean, I feel like, yeah. I know, but, you know, I want that to myself sometimes. But that's just the way it is now. We we figure out other ways to uh, to outwork and outdo. So you just got to change change with the times. You are, you are doing a great job. I look Thanks. at hog sports every day, and I print a tree off every day, it seems like. Yes. Because, the, <laughs> because there's so much information there. All right, let's uh, let's go to Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. And, Rick, keep showing your age. You know, it's better than most of us showing our rear ends sometimes. So keep showing your age. We, we appreciate it because there's less and less people with your knowledge, you know, and – the TikTok generation, Facebook, everybody else, we need a little bit of old now and then, so just keep it up. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> you know, Trey, have you done your homework on BYU? We know a what Arkansas is going to try to do because our, yeah. uh, our, our offense isn't going to change. We're going to try to run the ball, you know. Mm. Which, what can we exploit on BYU and what are they going to try to exploit on us? Uh, they threw for, what, almost 400 yards in their last game. So what's your thoughts yeah. on that? What's the game plan? And I'll get off there. Appreciate it. Well, they're having trouble running the ball. They're having trouble running the ball. You know, they brought in 21 transfers, so they had a big transfer class. I was uh, talking to Mitch Harper, who uh, runs the Cougar Sports Report um, and does a lot of radio and stuff down there. He's a, kind of a big personality with BYU Athletics. Just kind of some of the things that they have going on. And uh, just from what I can gather, you know, their tackles have not been what they had expected. You know, they got the Etienne guy from – Oklahoma State that's really like 6'8", big dude. Uh, the other guy who's kind of got an unpronounceable name, unpronounceable name, uh, you know, he's dealt with injuries in fall camp. He had a leg injury and then he had an ankle injury, and he's not he's not played very well. In fact, there's, you know, even talk of maybe moving somebody else out there. And then they've got a little bit of a predicament at center. The guy that they brought in, you know, a transfer, and their starting center, they moved him to guard because he, you know, he, he can play guard. The other guy, not really a guard, he's more of a center, but they haven't had a whole lot of success with him at center, like just making the calls and you know all the things that a center is asked to do. It just hasn't worked out real well. So what do you do? That was your three best linemen or your interior guys, and you've only got two spots for him, you know. So they've kind of got some issues going on up front on the offensive line too. Um, Damian. It's not Damian Harris. I'm spacing on the name. But uh, the running back they brought in from UNLV ran for 1,000 yards last year. Uh, he hasn't really done a whole lot. In fact, it's a true freshman um, that's that's been doing most of the damage for them in the run game. So they've got their issues, too. Obviously, they're not putting up a whole bunch of points and stuff. But, uh, you know, there are certainly some areas that you would think. I mean, here in the offensive line is having some issues for them. And we know what Arkansas has. We think we know what Arkansas has on the defensive line. Then, you know, maybe that's maybe that's an area that they could exploit. On the other end, I mean, it's kind of the same story. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, we haven't been just thrilled with what we've seen with Arkansas's offensive line just yet. You guys, I still feel like, and I guarantee you, ask anybody up there. You know, you ask anybody up there at the U of A, and they'll tell you this is the most talented team that they've had since Sam Pittman's been there. Now, that might just mean individually, and it might not mean team. They might just mean, you know, the most talented personnel. And they're still working on, I think, putting everything together and figuring out how to make all the pieces a team. At least that's what we got to hope right now because last week was pretty uninspiring on offense. So hopefully that's true. I think it is. I mean, I, I think it's the best team that they've had personnel-wise. It's just a matter of getting all these pieces together and they better hurry because you know it's coming you know the the times to experiment and stuff are pretty much over now you're right about that 
All right, let's talk with uh, DK. DK, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Yes, sir. Good evening, gentlemen. Uh, good evening. Look at Trey. Uh, now, when Sam was here with Bielema, he stayed what about two years? Three. Three. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. and we had the same narrative basically when he was the offensive line coach. Can't get no push up front. So. I don't know what the big hoop lies Wait a minute, about. wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't I don't remember that being the issue. Now when he left, you know, he left and went to Georgia and they brought Kurt Anderson in and that's when the offensive line kind of went downhill. Arkansas had the yeah. biggest offensive line in the country and was rolling running the ball. Alex Collins and Jonathan Williams, you remember those guys? Yeah, I'd say they had the biggest massive offensive line in all of football, even compared to the NFL. But at the same time, they wasn't getting no push. Uh, and That's that was true, a though. narrative. I'm saying that was a narrative because when they got down inside the goal line, it was a complaints about you're, how you're, come they were you're, getting you're mixing stuck. up years. You're mixing up years a little bit. They really started struggling on the offensive line after Pittman left. And I can go back to that Texas A&M game where they got stuffed at the goal line. Um, and then Texas A&M, I think they were Arkansas was going to go up if they had scored there. They didn't score. And then Texas A&M had like a 94-yard play the other way and just blew the game wide open. And that was kind of the first instance of like, okay, there's some real problems here. Now, you're talking about Sebastian Tritola, Dan Skipper, Denver Kirkland, Frank Ragnow. All those guys played in the NFL and started on that 15 offensive line. And Mitch Mothers was a heck of a center, too. That was not a bad offensive line. I would say some of them are still in the NFL. I think right now I just seen him get called the other day. The, uh, yeah. His name get That's mentioned. the best so offensive line team. Arkansas has had in that I can remember. I ain't saying they didn't have a good line. offensive line, but at the same <laughs> you time. Said they, you, they had a good offensive line, but they didn't perform well? I'm saying that the narrative was the same in some cases that they were saying that they wasn't getting no push. Now, that might have been the first year when Green was here with Sam. I don't know, but. I know that well, was the first year. Yeah, they had some issues. The first year yeah, they started Denver they Kirkland, good, who was yeah. a true freshman. Right. They started Dan Skipper, who was a true freshman. Um, first years are it's kind of tough to say like you know this is who you are. You know, first year, especially back then, you're you're really reworking a lot of things. Um, I mean, Alex Collins was pretty darn good running back, and so was John yes, Williams, sir. and so was Raleigh Williams. You know, Raleigh Williams had a 1,300 yard season, but. Um, you know, under when Pittman was at Arkansas, that offensive line—I mean, they had some, they had some big fish in recruiting that they landed, and it was a pretty stout group. I mean, yeah, maybe it's not as good as Alabama's best offensive line they've had, but as far as Arkansas standards, it was—I uh, would take that offensive line right now, no question. Well, I'm just—my I'm, uh, my, my point, and I'm just making it. What is the big hoopla? We had kind of the same, somewhat similar to the same issue. As long as we winning, that's my whole thing. You know, that's, that's Vegas wants you to win by 56. If you win three to nothing, they pay you to get Ws. That, that's all I want to see is a W. And But yep. this is my thing. I, I, I've been hearing rocket this, rocket that. Okay, well, so you 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 expecting Rocket to do all this and that. Well, you know you got to know who the five in front of him is supposed to be. So I'm trying to figure out why is you still patching stuff together right now? Why you ain't figured that out in the offseason? And I'll take your answer off forever. Y'all have a good rest of the day, fellas. Thank you, DK. Yeah, I think, you know, it's a different era in college football, too. And I, I appreciate what he's saying. But, you know, it's a different era in college football with so many new faces and trying new things out. Uh, I don't think anybody is pleased with where the offensive line is right now. Um, I do think that – I think I can name the offensive line. Uh, you know, I think that they're – I say that, you know, Takeus Crawford may end up – um, beating out Joshua Braun. And, yeah, I, I say I can name the offensive line. I don't know if that's an actual, <laughs> actual statement because I felt pretty confident that Devon Manuel, and then they like what they've seen out of out of Andrew Chambly uh, when Manuel went down. So they've got some decisions to make. I'm not a big fan of, you know, rotating guys around. But if we're comparing it, you know, back to, you know, 2014, 2015, you know those Arkansas teams when you know Pittman's second and third years as the offensive line coach. Those those teams were moving the ball. I mean they were. I mean that was that was as good an offensive line as Arkansas had. I don't think that was uh, near the issue that. I mean I'm not saying they were perfect game after game, but you know by Arkansas standards that was a pretty solid group.
Would you guys disagree with that? No. No. Not at no. all. No. No. Heavens no. Very solid. Anytime you I mean, produce. I'm just looking at the stats. Arkansas averaged 218 yards per game, 5.1 yards a carry. Um, rushing in 2014 and then 15, they averaged 198.3, 5 yards per carry. I mean, those are those are not bad rushing numbers. And didn't each and every year, Trey, have at least one, which generally you're only going to have one anyway, but a thousand yard rusher. You mentioned Raleigh uh, Williams. Yeah. Yeah, well, Raleigh Williams was, I believe, that was the year after Pittman left. But, uh, you know, Alex Collins ran for 1,500 yards. Mm -hmm. The year before that, both Alex Collins and uh, Jonathan Williams ran for 1,000 yards. Sebastian Tritola won the Jacobs Award for the best offensive lineman in the SEC. I mean, I think we're just mixing things up a little bit. But Let's talk to J.K. J.K., good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Yeah, uh, you know... The last two years, we've been pounding our chest about this raise, uh, these running backs table we have, and we haven't really seen it much. But you know what? I this is what I think. Release KJ. Let that guy run the ball, and uh, I don't know what we can do. But you know what? We've got so much talent. This is the year that really we need to show. So I'll hang up and listen. Thank yeah. You. This is a year that they need to show it. You know, I mean, you, you never know what can happen with a transfer portal and bringing players in. I think a lot of people think they'll probably lose KJ. You know, there's a lot of people who feel good about Jacoby Criswell and stuff. But we'll we'll see how it all shakes out next year. But, yeah, this year, you know, I, there is a drop between Rocket and the rest of the running backs. But it's a solid overall group. Rashad DeVinion's problem on Saturday was he wasn't hitting the hole. He wasn't trusting it. That was something I asked Sam Pittman about yesterday um, because there were opportunities. The, the the hole was there, and then other times the hole wasn't there. You know, it's just kind of like it's either there and they miss it or it's not there, you know, and they hit it. So uh, it was kind of – there's just some things they've got to get on the same page with. And I did think A.J. Green hit the hole well. I thought he, you know, showed pretty good vision uh, most of the game. I feel like Dominic's just kind of maybe lost, a, you know, a bit of a step uh, from, you know, after having two ACL tears. I think he can still be effective in some situations. Probably not lined up six yards, you know, behind the line, taking a handoff on a fourth and one. But, you know, he can definitely still be effective. And um, But, yeah, I don't think anybody would say that, you know, the next running backs are – at the same caliber as Rocket Sanders. I think they're all very good, but, you know, Rockets obviously ran for 1,400 yards and barely played the last two games. So that's that's pretty fantastic. Let's talk with uh, – well, no, let me get to at least a couple of these real quick from our um, Asher Record Service Company live feedback. Jay says, well, Amari Wiggins end up playing center full-time and does Trey think the offensive line is too light? And could that be contributing to the O-line issues? Too light? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're, you know, all about 310 and up, right? So uh, Josh Braun's 348. Um, so I, I don't know if they're too light. They're not massive like they they were before under Pittman. What was the, what was the first question that he asked, Randy? Amari oh, Wiggins. Wiggins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I thought Bo Lemmer blocked pretty well on Saturday, actually, especially when he was pulling. I thought he, he really made some nice blocks. Uh, the question, Randy, as you pointed out, you wanted me to ask the other mm-hmm. day, and I, I didn't get to it. I think you got mad at me because I didn't ask No, it. I didn't get mad. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You sent it to me, like, over the weekend, and I just forgot. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, you know, you're right, though. When you're, If your first read is, is this going to be a good snap? That's not what your first read needs to be, you know. Uh, when the ball snapped, you know, your first read needs to be, you know, what the defense is doing, what they're, what they're giving you, what's your conflict defender, you know, what's he doing. That's, that needs to be your first read. It can't be, am I going to get a clean snap here? So yeah. they've got to get that fixed. It was too high the first week, and and then obviously we know there was at least one that was that was too low on Saturday. But I, I think that Bo has blocked well. Now Sam says he wants him to be more vocal. Uh, I think that's kind of wishful. Bo is not a very vocal person. He just isn't. Uh, but as a center, you you kind of have to have 
those qualities. They need they need somebody to to step up and be vocal. <laughs> I mean, they just they just do. They need a Dan Skipper or a Frank Ragnall, you know, guys like that who um, you know can kind of lead vocally. And I'm not 100% sure that they really have that. Maybe with Brady would probably be the closest thing that he's now finally healthy. And we've got uh, this from our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line to Trey. I guess my big concern with the O-line is Pittman has had three full years to recruit and develop linemen, so why the struggles? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. I mean, it's still early in the season. I'm not encouraged either by what we've seen so far. Uh, but we know that Brady Latham and Bo Lemmer have been solid players for him up front. And we just got to figure out the rest, right? <laughs> but they have recruited. I mean, you know, Marion Harris was a big-time recruit. Joshua Braun. Andrew Chambly, there's all, you know, four-star recruits. Luke Brown, who's in the freshman class, was, um, you know, a very well-coveted recruit, four-star prospect. But, I mean, I don't think anybody's, I don't think anybody's, uh, like, doing jumping jacks right now about the offensive line. It's just... (laughs) Right, but but what you're saying is freshman, redshirt, freshman class. It used to be offensive linemen didn't even play till they were third-year sophomores. And now you're having to play these guys, and yeah, you got a couple of veterans, but now, I don't know that we. Yeah, I think they're ready though. Yet, I mean, I think they're like a Marion's not ready, but Takias Crawford's a senior. You know, okay, Devon he Manuel. Is. He's a Devon Manuel's been banged up, but he's a redshirt sophomore, so he's right there in the clip yeah, where you should right. be. Okay. You know, that's when you start making a move. Um, I think we'll see better from the offensive line, but so far, it's been a little discouraging, no doubt. All right, Trey, we are out of time. Hey, Nudy was practicing a good bit today, so that's good. That's good. Very good, Steve. All right, Trey, that's Trey Beatty of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Your home for Dallas Cowboys football is 103.7 The Buzz. Presented by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. America's team on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Fellas, there's a lot of people talking about testosterone, but you need to do your homework and go to a provider that you can trust. I recommend Low T Center. It's where I get my levels checked. It's concierge medicine for all of us men. They specialize in men's wellness and customized testosterone treatments. It's quick. It's easy. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and get your results in about 25 minutes. Ball's in your court. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, maybe you've noticed weight gain and loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels. Low T Center will get you back to living your best life. They have affordable and convenient treatment options, including physician-monitored self-inject treatments that ship directly to your home each month. Low T Center, quick, easy, simple, convenient, and most importantly, life-changing. Now's the time. Right now at Low T Center, it's only $25.00 to get your T-levels tested with results back in 25 minutes. Go to LowTCenter.com to book your appointment online today. That's LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Stop by Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy and check out Arkansas's very own Spartan zero-turn mowers manufactured in Batesville. And if you're a fan of quality, look no further. Hennard's carries still handheld equipment. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live, 501-268-1987. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Savage Access 2 Camo Rifle with Bushnell Banner Scope, $399.90. Regularly $469.90. Ruger American Predator, 6.5 Creedmoor on sale for $429.90. Regularly $479.90. Visit ftthompson.com. With over 350 land specialists in 40 states, Whitetail Properties Real Estate is the premier rural real estate company in North America. And Mike Poor, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist, combines local expertise with the Whitetail Properties national reach to reach more buyers who are looking for hunting land, farmland, and rural homes. So if you're thinking about selling, you need to give Mike Poor a call today at 501-428-7177 or visit whitetailproperties.com. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. 
Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Often imitated, but never duplicated. This is Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. I've been kind of keeping you up to date with our progress on the home improvement we've been doing in our new home here in Little Rock. And one word, I mean, I talk about the low rate, the local service, how you can use the funds for home improvements, debt consolidation, vacation, college tuition, and more. One word I don't mention is flexibility. How much flexibility this gives you as a, in this case, a homeowner. Because I've got the home equity line of credit through First Security. And when I need the funds, I just simply get a hold of my banker, Patrick, and I say, okay, we need X number of dollars. Flexibility. It allows us to borrow when we need it. And that's the great thing about the home equity line of credit through First Security Bank is we're getting the improvements that we want. We're getting, whether it's the appliances or whatever it may be, we're getting them as they're needed. You know how sometimes construction can kind of drag out, take uh, maybe more time than what you expected? That's the beauty. Until we need it, we don't draw it until it's needed. That's why you should check out the home equity line of credit from First Security Bank, where you can get cash for home improvements, debt consolidation, vacation, college tuition, and more. And yes, flexibility. And maybe a little bit of peace of mind. That's the home equity loan uh, line of credit you'll find at First Security Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas. That's First Security Bank. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. You know, it's interesting, Kevin, last time you came on uh, this past Thursday, uh, you talked about all those that were taking official visits, maybe even unofficial visits to Arkansas, and you kind of felt like the uh, cat had already been let out of the bag over a commitment that Arkansas received over the weekend. So was that kind of anticlimactic to you? I mean, you know, it is, but because players change their mind or, you know, someone talks them into delaying things and taking a visit, you know, take your visits, take a couple of visits. Sometimes those things happen, but it was, I mean, he, you know, he effectively committed or said he was committing when we had him on that Pigtail Nation interview. It was about a 20 minute interview. It was actually kind of near the end of that. Uh, and I, I was surprised because usually these players, they want their moment in the, in the spotlight. And so they don't, they don't reveal much. I mean, you behind the scenes, sometimes we know where it's headed, but, we we let them make their own announcements, and so when he said that, he let he lit he let the kid out of the bag, and now I can talk about it. And we did. We talked about it on two segments last week. Uh, we talked about it uh, on Pig Trail Nation again this Sunday, when you know the day before he committed and had wrapped up his visit. Now, when before he committed uh, publicly, 
we were texting back and forth a bit earlier prior to that, and he, he said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it here at 1230 and announce it on all the social media platforms. And, you know, he confirmed, but, you know, so, you know, it's Arkansas. I'm like, yeah, so I you know, let him have his moment and uh, not jump out ahead on that. But <laughs> sure enough, he did. And, and so uh, I think this is a great acquisition. I think it's a great first pledge in this 2024 class. Rivals has him top 35. Most of the services have him in the top 50. I think he's going to move up, Randy. I do. I think he's going to, at Link Academy, get a lot uh, a lot of opportunities against other high-level teams and really show what he can do. Uh, you know, He says he's 6'9". I've seen him listen anywhere from 6'7 to 6'8". It's all split the difference. We're calling him 6'8 right now, but he's he's versatile. You know, He, he can play that 3-4 wing combo here. Some things remind me of Jordan Walsh, same stage, and we know Jordan, both players taking that path from Dallas-Fort Worth through Link Academy in their senior seasons and then going to Arkansas. Of course, he's not a five-star. He's not projected as a one-and-done. But that can, you know, we'll see how this senior season plays out. Like I said, I think he's going to move up some. He, he might, you know, get to a point where he's approaching five-star status. I don't know that. I, I, I think it's possible. Oh, uh, but I think Eric Melsman and his staff probably we keep saying it. I've said it over and uh, time and again that I think they're going to you know look at two maybe three players in this in the high school ranks again. Last year they signed two. I think it's similar this time around, two or three. Uh, that's a great start uh, for Eric Melsman and his staff getting Jalen Shelley, uh, who could, who committed yesterday on Monday. Well, I was going to ask you what size he was. You you said you're splitting the difference between. Six seven and six nine, so you're right in the middle six eight, because I'd seen two or three different sizes listed for him. So I was curious uh, if he was either six nine, six eight, or six seven for that matter. Yeah, so he he says he's six nine. Uh, you know, a lot of times players' actual height uh, it, it typically is is going to be shorter than they're listed at their school, and a lot of times that's because. They're taking their measurement, or they're 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 giving them the benefit with the, with shoes on, and they play in shoes. When they get to, when they go to the NBA combine and different things that they're going to do, they're going to be measured height wise, both in shoes and without, and so true height. So I'll I'll split the difference. You know, he might be six seven, uh, he may be six eight in, in, in <laughs> shoes, and then he says he's six nine. I'll, let's just say six eight. So that's <laughs> <laughs> well, until we hear something different. Uh, otherwise, later that's where we're at. The late, great Coach Crawford used to say, they don't play basketball without shoes on. So, right. you know, why, why do you worry about what they are without shoes on? But uh, I used to love Coach hear Coach Crawford hear, uh, say that all the time because uh, you don't play. I, I don't think you play without shoes on, at least not to my knowledge. Uh, let's talk with Charlie. Charlie's, nope, Charlie couldn't hang in there. Okay. Very good. Um, now, typically, when we, I say we, but when there is an, a commitment, you know, Kevin, they always want to know who's next. So who's next? <laughs> well, we're going to see. We're going to find that out. Arkansas coaches are, they've hit the pavement this week. Actually started over the weekend. Uh, September 9th is when Division One coaches could go out. You know, they can do in-home visits. Uh, they can do, go to camp at the high schools or wherever these players are and go in and check them out at practice, uh, see them at the school. Um, and, and so Arkansas has been casting that wide net. They're all over the place. Central Arkansas yesterday for Keith Smart, he made three, at least three stops. Uh, and, and, you know, we, so you say who's next? We know Kayon or Boateng in class 2024 took that official visit back in late July. Well, he's had visits since then uh, to Missouri, Georgia Tech, and I'm told he's going to take the next three that he's got planned, and that's LSU this weekend, Virginia Tech the following weekend, and then Indiana wrapping things up the weekend after that. We'll see if he actually does, but I'm hearing that he plans to. Um, and then make a decision shortly after that, be early October, with the early November period running the 9th through the 16th of November. So everything's, you know, you say, who's next? We're going to learn some stuff, but it could be a K on a bow thing. Isaiah Elohim, also class of 2024, national top 25 player. Uh, Sierra Cannon out in California. He took a visit to Villanova over the weekend. He's got Arkansas this weekend and uh, be there, uh, you know, attend the uh, Arkansas basketball practices. He'll go to the BYU-Arkansas football game. That's all planned. 
for this weekend. Among other visitors, got a couple of uh, class of twenty twenty six players coming in as well. Jacob Lanier, uh, who has an Arkansas offer from Maumelle, six six guard, and then a player we haven't talked much about. He is class of twenty twenty six as well. But out of Marion, Marion's had a good in-state basketball program for years. Ladarrell Robinson Jr., uh, a forward, so he'll be taking an unofficial visit that weekend. But keep an eye on Isaiah Elohim from 2024. Arkansas's got Rakeese Passmore, another 6'5 wing uh, from Combine Academy in North Carolina. He'll be in October 7th. Um, and so, you know, that's Botang who came and visited before. Obviously, Shelley just had his official visit and committed. And you've got two more wings, similar size, in Elohim and Passmore uh, in the next few weeks. And so Arkansas continues to talk to Amir Ali, told me, his dad told me over the weekend, after he released his top five schools, final five schools, Arkansas, Kentucky, Alabama, Kansas, and Arizona State, his dad said he's going to visit, he's going to take an official visit. He's been telling me that for months, but now that that final five's out and Arkansas's in it, he says it's probably going to be in October when that visit happens, and they plan to visit all five. Uh, so there's another player, 6'8 wing, that's been at IMG Academy. They're switching schools, going to make that announcement this week, so waiting to see that. Um, and then you've got another uh, top player, Nas Cunningham, formerly the number one player, the highest five-star in class of 2024, who Arkansas coaches at a Zoom meeting with last week. Uh, they've been out to see Jaden Quaintance. He's just shot up the charts. He's went, uh, a bit of a late bloomer, but he's now a top three five-star. And uh, in, in Arkansas coaches are going to go out and see him, another class of 2024. They'd love to get him on campus. And he's the kind of guy that you might – that might be the guy if you get two other guys you want, well, there's that third guy because we're talking a top five five-star at that point. Uh, so a lot's still going on, Randy. We know Arkansas in the past started having their visitors come in when the early periods in November for that class start getting them in in June, and this year, this time around, it's been much later, but you're really seeing it pick up in terms of who who Arkansas is talking to, who they're going out to see, and who they're bringing in on campus. I'm telling you, Kevin, I ran out of fingers and toes. <laughs> yeah. You, you asked me who's next. Well, I don't no, know I, the answer to that, but I know a bunch of names well, that might be next. I mean, I, I started thinking, should I write these downs? Well, you were, you were giving out so many. I, <laughs> you can go to hogville.net. I've got all of it covered. All I've been writing about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just ran out of fingers and toes. So I, uh, that's, a, that's a lot of folks. I, only, I really only can identify strongly with one. That's a young man from Little Rock Central. I, I really want Honor Botang to be a Razorback. And uh, yeah. I know a lot of folks I, I, feel I think, the same way. And I yep. know there's some stiff competition for Honor, but hopefully he'll elect to stay home. That would be a great get for the University of Arkansas. I agree, yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's a guy that, you know, you, people ask me, who are the priority recruits? Well, they're not bringing in visitors fluff those are priorities it's just a matter of it then it becomes a numbers game you don't you know say well we're going to probably take two or three and we're only going to bring in two or three you're really working to get as many as you can that you could that you would want and then you know at that point do they want to commit do they want to be a part of the program and so uh you know counter botang was the first visitor uh, he's obviously a, a high priority for arkansas yeah uh, we're about to hit the break, but I'll try to squeeze this one in regardless. This is from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Kenneth says, can you ask Hoop Scoop the latest commitment? Shelly, how does that affect the recruiting of Honor Botang and the Buttress Kid? Will they take three? Buttress? Yes. Burgess is 2025. Oh, Burgess, I'm not sure. Burgess. Okay. I think that was a time Yeah, I think that We're was a We're going to the break. You want to hit it at the other side? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's okay. Give you adequate time to answer. All right. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Thanks to Fence Brokers and Hogville.net, Drive Time Sports. We'll continue in just one moment. Warming up those vocal cords to bring you the Razorback Song of the Week on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Dr. Jimmy Tucker at Ortho, Arkansas and 103.7 The Buzz. Hello folks, it's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. For the past few months, we've been asking you to give us a chance to buy your cars. And the response has been great. We really appreciate all of you who brought your cars in and turned it into cash. 
We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Folks, we're still buying cars every day. So look around and see what you or your family has in the garage that you want to turn into cash. It's really easy, folks. Just come into Fletcher Dodge and ask for Chris or Andy. We'll buy any vehicle and we'll pay you more than anyone. We can't find enough vehicles at the auto auctions to meet the demand. So we're extending you this offer to the public. We'll pay you more, so don't wait. We've purchased hundreds of cars from fine people just like you. Come see us today for the best cash offer on your car, truck, van, or SUV. Just ask for Chris or Andy. We'll pay you more, so come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Thanks. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See shelter agent Jeremiah Matthews in Little Rock, Justin Sollers in North Little Rock, or Michael Ludwig in Greenbrier today. Football fans, tailgate season is here, which means it's time to score touchdowns and savings for your vehicle. At All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros, we offer incredible deals and service like your daddy used to get with the financing options that fit your budget. With our team by your side, you'll get MVP service along with the traction and confidence you need to stay on the road. Visit us online today at allabouttireandbrake.com. All About Tire and Brake Tire Pros. Love the drive. Mud Connection presents the Hogwild pregame show with David Basil and Trey Schaap before each Arkansas Razorback football game four hours before kickoff. Hogwild pregame show was brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Now back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat My Catfish, now back open in Little Rock in the Riverdale Shopping Center next to Ace Hardware. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, uh, Randy Rainwater will be rejoined in a moment by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hallville.net and our good friends at Fence Brokers. Want to mention this, and got to say, ain't anybody better than Robert Irwin Jewelers. I was a believer, but now I'm a total believer because they have accomplished something for me that hadn't happened in over 50 years, and that is the ring on my finger through their great abilities, my little imagination, been able to take that and make the ring of my dreams. They can do the same thing for you. Meaning, if you want a ring design, maybe it's not a wedding or engagement ring. Maybe it's just a personal ring. And you've got a great imagination. Or you can put it on paper, get it some kind of design, they can make it for you. However, you can design your own engagement ring. All you got to do is bring Robert Irwin your dreams, your ideas, a picture, a sketch, and they'll take care of the rest. That's the beauty. And they also have exquisite loose diamonds and they have both earth-mined and man-made diamonds. Folks, they got it all. 
at Robert Irwin Jewelers. And don't forget, zero down with up to 60 months to pay. Beautiful jewelry you'll be proud to give no matter what your budget. Now, two locations, McCain Mall in North Little Rock and the Pleasant Ridge Town Center, Highway 10, next to the Fresh Market, Robert Irwin Jewelers, bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. And let's do this. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Uh, you like this part, uh, Kevin. Uh, Kenneth sent me a follow-up on our Asher Record Service company live fan feedback and said, Sorry, Randy, Terrion Burgess, that was a typo. So, the question was originally, can you ask Hoop Scoop with the latest commitment, Shelly, how does that affect the recruiting of Honor Botang and Terrion Burgess? Will they take all three? Well, Terrion, is he not in a different... Uh, uh, yeah. He's a 2025, is he not? And Botang and uh, Honor is a 2024. Right, so... 2024, same class as Shelley Boateng is. Burgess is the following recruiting class, and I don't think it impacts either guy. Um, honestly, I think uh, because they're not vying the same pos- positionally the way I see it projected. I think, you know, I think uh, Shelley's a three-four uh, combo at, at the level at Arkansas, and projecting is a, a three and D wing at the pro level. So, um, and it's sort of a Jordan Walls type of role, and, and a Boateng. You know, you could look at him and, and, and you know, he's more of a 2-3, a, 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 so a wing, but, you know, shooting guard wing type uh, projection. So, I, I, you know, I don't think uh, that that would be a problem in terms of, well, it, it, sometimes guys, if, if, if you're taking a player, a high-level a high level guy, ranked similarly at the same position, we know Mossman will go small ball lineups where he's, you know, he's had lineups out there before where he's, Got four guys, and no one's taller than six six or six seven. Anyway, with one big on the floor, so there's plenty of opportunities uh, for other players uh, similar to, a, you know, Honor Boateng size wise, position wise. I project him, uh, Isaiah Elohim, and uh, Rakeem Passmore. I project those guys as playing more of a similar position, and I don't think Arkansas is looking to land all three of them. Not even necessarily two of those guys. I'm not saying they'd rule that out. But with Shelly on board, I think you know if they stick with two guys, and I, like I said, they might go three. So they, if they can figure out a way to get three of those four that are, you know, two of them already had official visits, two more coming up. We just talked about in the previous segment. Uh, maybe they would, but I think it's more realistic to think they could add one of those three guys, including Botang, to Shelly. Uh, there, there would be your two, and then they continue to go after maybe some high-level five-star guys like Quaintance. Uh There's a couple more out there that they're in the mix with. Uh, and again, I mentioned Amir Ali and some other names and uh, visits coming up potentially in October, so we'll see how that goes. Um, but I don't think Shelley, just to kind of circle back, I don't think it impacts anything with Botang. I don't think it changes the, those calculations, and I don't think it would impact Burgess the following year. Even if Shelley comes back for a second season, uh, if Burgess wants to come to Arkansas, that's not going to be a deterrent. Well, Kevin, we are joined by a very special guest. I think you're quite familiar with Nick Smith Sr., are you not? Uh, I am, and I'm glad he's coming <laughs> on today, and I'm glad you're having him on, Randy. We, we, uh, he's got some exciting stuff to talk about today. Hey guys, how you doing this afternoon? Man, doing great. Nick. How about you? Doing pretty good, Randy. Got some, uh, you know, exciting stuff coming up uh, that's on the horizon. That uh, thank you for you, allowing me to use your platform to kind of talk about it. And uh, just to let you guys know, on October the fourteenth, you know, I acquired the Arkansas basketball rankings from Byron Jenkins, and we're having our first major event on October the fourteenth here in Little Rock. So I'm really excited to announce that. Uh, we have some really good guys coming in to, to, to actually train uh, in the camp. We have uh, Tim Martin, who's actually Victor Wimbenyama's trainer. 
He also trains a plethora of other athletes as well. Uh, you know, Keontae George in his past draft, Tyrese Maxey, et cetera. And then we also have Corey Frazier from Overtime Elite. He's actually the, 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 the director of player personnel for Overtime Elite. And some of his guys are, you know, the Thompson twins, uh, Brandon Miller. You know, he had two, uh, three of the top five guys in this year's draft. And then also Nick played for him at Bradley Billy Elite as well. So, and then uh, along with Deshaun McClure and myself and some other guys, this is like the premier camp. If, if when I was growing up or when my son was coming up playing, if there was an opportunity for me to play in the elite camp like this and I was fortunate enough to get invited, I would absolutely have my child there. So we're excited about it. We're happy about it. We, we're putting a lot of work in to make sure it's a first-class A-plus or, you know, event. And uh, all the kids that have come out, I'm not ready to release names yet, but uh, we already have commitments from some of the top players in the state, and we're really looking forward to putting on the first-class event for, uh, for, for the city of uh, Little Rock. Now, Nick, is this invitation only? Yes, sir, invitation okay. only. We have about uh, 18 to 20 guys that, that we're going to invite. Uh, you know, players that uh, that we feel like uh, have a, a great deal of potential to go on and play at the next level, um, you know, college level. And so uh, we're excited about it, Randy. As I start saying, I, I haven't received my invitation yet, so I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's why it's invitation only. Um, you know, Nick, what when you put together a camp like this, what, what is your ultimate goal? What, what are you actually trying to accomplish? Well, great question. Coming up, you know, I, I, there's a guy in Dallas who, who used to put on tournaments and camps for uh, the class of 2022. You had guys like Keontae George and Kaysen Wallace and Anthony Black and Jordan Walsh and, you know, so many, Arterio Morris, all five of those guys were McDonald's All-Americans. But the thing that happened was they competed against each other. They trained with each other. They built camaraderie with each other. And so they got a chance to uh, – the saying goes, iron sharpens iron. So they got a chance to kind of develop their skills going against other guys who were just as good, if not better, than they were. And I saw that in how he used that platform to build those kids. And so one of my main goals is I want our kids to be as sharp as they can possibly be. So when they get ready to play on the next level, they do have those tools and the confidence to play at the highest level and be confident in their skill set simply because they – are used to going against guys that are just as good as they are. And so one of my main things I want to bring to the state is I want to bring uh, a platform where guys can compete against other guys who look like them, who are uh, athletic, who can dribble, pass, and shoot just as good. And so that's one thing that I want to bring to the state and then also uh, use my connections you know, around the country to gain more exposure for those second-tier guys and third-tier guys and fourth-tier guys so they have opportunities to go to college as well. Nick, thank you. We're out of time. October 14th. The word. The Netflix series Painkiller is a brutal, accurate look at the development, marketing, and devastation wrought by OxyContin, the Sackler family cash cow that has already killed over 300,000 people. If you're wondering how the FDA could sign off on a 